0: Log Talk Radio.
1: And thank you for tuning in. I am your host, T. Love, here at From the Heart Radio, and the founder and CEO of Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to providing underprivileged children with basic necessities of life. I'm also a board-certified integrated holistic health energy psychology, positive psychology, and energy and vibrational sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where From the Heart Radio streams to you live each and every week bringing you optimistic and uplifting information from interesting people, people who are making a positive impact in our world. We have such a wonderful guest with us today. I am so excited. Peter Sterling is a master harpist and sound traveler and sound healer with 18 internationally acclaimed CDs to his credit. Born in Southern California, Peter was touched by the divine at at an early age. I mean, it was, it was pre-birth. He was touched by the divine. This is, this is crazy good. His first job was working in a stained glass studio as a teenager. That was something he always wanted to do after experiencing the stunning luminescence of stained glass in a church as a young child. He's a former yoga and tai chi teacher, ski instructor, and tour guide in the Rocky Mountains and in Sedona. Peter found his calling by connecting with the angels. He recorded his first album, Harp Magic, after only 10 months playing the harp, demonstrating a skill level that most experts would consider impossible after such a brief time. Harp Magic was nominated for the Nared Indie Award for Best String Album of 1994, and that is quite a national honor. His 25 years of being guided by angels has provided him with a vast body of knowledge so that he can assist humanity in opening to new dimensional awareness. A seasoned presenter and performer at Conscious Living Expos and other conferences around the country, he shares his wisdom at workshops where he explores sacred geometry, the harmonics of sound and light, the mystery of crop circles, and the evolution of DNA. He is also the author of the book, Hearing the Angels Sing, which is so fascinating, and it is our topic for discussion. Welcome to the show, Peter. Thank you for taking time to be here. It is such a pleasure to have you join us on From the Heart Radio. How are you being?
2: Hello, T. Thank you so much for having me on the show today, and I'm I'm doing quite well. It's wonderful to be with you here today. It's a bit of a rainy, cloudy Cool day here where I live in, in northern Arizona in the planetary vortex of Sedona.
1: Yeah, but it's otherwise, usually it's really nice there. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm here. laughs> I've never been out the there.
0: Okay. Well, first, I wow. want to
1: I want to thank you so much for signing your book to me. You know, I so very much appreciate it when an author signs their book, and you inscribed yours yeah. specifically to me. And you even sent me mm-hmm. angel blessings. So thank you so much. That yes. was that just meant an <laughs> awful lot. I shall cherish that. <laughs> and your book, <laughs> Hearing the Angels Sing, is accompanied by a seventy-minute CD of your mm-hmm. most beloved pieces of music. And I have to say, it is. Gorgeous music. It is so very angelic, lovely. It's so it moves the soul. I love the Celtic harps. I always wanted to learn to play a harp and they're both gorgeous to look at and soulful to hear. And your story and it is it is indeed your story is unequivocally a magical life journey. And I think right now it's also very timely in that our world needs this validation now more so than ever of how life can be for everyone. Your story offers so much insight to to what we're capable of being if we only pay attention and follow the guidance that's provided to us. So having said all mm-hmm. of that, what was the catalyst for writing this book?
2: Well, <clears throat> my angels told me that I needed to write the book in order to get it into the public record and i I as I was doing it, and before i I wrote the book, I had been keeping notes of my experience in journals for many years, but I was told it was important to write the book so that so that my story and what happened to me with the angels you know should be in the public record, and it was like a contract it was something that I signed up to do, you know it felt like even before I came, like writing the book was one of, one of the things that I needed to do um, to tell the story of the music because it's, uh, it's, for me, my music has always been music with a message, and I've been sharing my story of how the music came to me ever since I first started playing the harp, so it's been about 30 years now that I've been sharing my magical story and my music with people all over the world.
0: Yeah,
1: it it is such a fascinating journey. There is so much to it. It is, ah, people have to read the book, so I don't want to do a lot of spoiler alerts and go through, you know, you said this Mm -hmm. in your book and you said that in your book. Sometimes people think they got enough from that. And people Mm -hmm. need to read this book. I mean, I checked out your website, Mm harpmagic.com. So that's H-A-R-P-M-A-G-I-C.com. And everybody write that down. You, You need to check that out. You have some gorgeous harps both Celtic and Thank I don't you. know if the term is yep. full of scale, the large, the big ones. And you have yeah. 18 albums, which are top of the chart ratings. Many have been nominated mm-hmm. for awards. It's also impressive, yeah. especially, most especially, since this is unbelievable to me. Only 10 months after learning to play the Celtic harp, 10 months, you recorded an yeah. album that went crazy I mean, who does mm-hmm. that? Was that angelic <laughs> guidance? So, you know, I mean, really, that had to be. So do tell. How did that happen? It had to be angelic guidance in mm. some, some way.
2: Well, it was angelic assistance and guidance. I mean, that's the subtitle of my book. It's, the book is Hearing the Angels Sing, A True Story of Angelic Assistance. And so, you know, the angels helped me the whole way. And, and, and the book is, is quite amazing. The angels helped me to write it you know and the, and it does come with a companion CD of 70 minutes of kind of a compilation disc of a lot of the music that was created during the time of the story that I'm telling and uh, if you listen to the music or play the CD in the background uh, softly as you're reading it creates really like a magical soundtrack and it works together there's kind of they 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 uh, synergize together, and there's kind of a unique alchemy that happens that it really opens up the story as you're listening to the sound because the music and the way th- the angels, which I'll tell you how I connected with them and how it all came to be, but you know part of the the message and the the, the learning and the the um the information that has come through over the years is about o- for for us to open up to more like holographic perception because the music is like is holographic when you listen to it especially with headphones it's music that you can you can get inside and explore and that's the way i created it with the angels guidance and assistance was to make it kind of holographic creating these sonic soundscapes that are enchanting and when you close your eyes and you listen it paints pictures inside your imagination. It stimulates your imagination. It can, it can awaken the inner child because it's this magical sound and that can be so healing and and such a catalyst for people. And so, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's like a a world is being revealed to us uh, through the music is a vehicle that can transport the spirit, the soul into a new, into a different realm, into a higher plane of awareness, and and this is this has been confirmed to me, T, from people all over the world now for you know almost three decades with letters I've received that when people play my music and read the book, they start having experiences. Uh, they start having contact with angels because the angels come through the music and they come through the book, and you can access their world through the book and the music, yeah? Yeah. So yeah, I, I can tell you I a little played, bit about how it started ahead. when you're ready.
1: Yeah, go well, ahead. I mean,
2: uh, just real briefly, I, I came to Sedona for the first time in about 1988, and I was led to come here. Um, and, uh, you know, I was immediately captivated by the beauty and the energy here, and my guidance, my inner voice was telling me that this is where I needed to come. This was for the next phase of my life. And I really moved here to devote myself full-time to being an artist because I am a stained-glass artist for many years since I was a teenager and had visions of doing stained glass as a child, as you mentioned. When I was in the church with my mother, I saw visions of the stained-glass windows and saw myself as making stained-glass windows. And it all came about magically. It was like my whole life was kind of directed through these magical synchronicities. And so... But I, I came to Sedona, and shortly after I arrived, I was given the message that something big was going to come to me. I felt there was something inside of me that wanted to come through. I've always been kind of a channel and, for things, and I just had this kind of uh, intuitive knowing that, that something big was wanted to burst through me at that time. And my guidance was to release all my material possessions, acquire a Volkswagen camper van, which I did. And I lived in my van, and I was able to follow the the, the, the gentle uh, nudge of spirit guiding me to go to different places to discover things about myself and to remember who I am and why I'm here. Uh, so I end up living in my car for three years, and I lived very frugally during those years. It was very sparse, really. I, I lived pretty much with very little money. I was kind of a starving artist. and I slept every night out in the canyons in my van, and, but it allowed me to kind of detach from normal day activities. And back in 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 the, you know in the early 90s, this was before computers and cell phones, so all I had was a PO box and a 1-800 voicemail. And I just kind of dropped out and I disappeared back into the vortexes of these ancient canyons here, and I just would explore by myself. I would hike way out into the the canyon wilderness here and explore the ancient uh, Indian ruins and the cliffs and play my Native American flute and offer prayers to the ancestor spirits. And I was just, you know, immersing myself in this kind of southwest landscape. But the thing that was so profound to you was this amazing silence and stillness that exists still in the canyons here. And I love taking people out to let them experience this, but I was just guided to just sit, just sit, and simmer, and kind of stew in the silence of these canyons. So that's what I did. I would just hike up, and I would just sit there and listen for hours, sometimes, and just being in this kind of waking dream-like, in the silent kind of environment where I was just listening very intently to the sounds of nature, but just there was a science silence and a stillness there that still exists today, and an energy field that's actually palpable. You can actually feel it, and, it, and it, it had a deep and profound effect on me, but when I got real silent, then all of a sudden, I started to hear music, and these kind of subtle strains of some sort of... It sounded like... A symphonic music, maybe coming from the distance. Like maybe somebody was out there with me playing music through maybe a portable stereo or something. I didn't know what to think, but then I realized that no, this, this wasn't that, this was, this was something different. This was, and it seemed like it was coming from everything. Like the sound of the, the rustling of the leaves and the trees, the birds song, the little trickling stream, everything, was creating this kind of fluttering sound of nature. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of opened up to me where I could, it just turned into music. And I was lifted up. I was taken up into a higher plane where I was hearing the celestial music. I was hearing the music of the angels, the the music of the spheres, perhaps. And I had heard stories of different mystics and saints who, and different spiritual traditions that speak of the inner light and the inner sound. And all of a sudden I was having my own direct experience of it. And when I heard this music to you, it was so beautiful. It was beyond description and, and it just moved me to tears and my whole body began to tremble and shake. It was it was vibrating and resonating at such a deep place in my heart and soul that my soul came to life. Like it woke something up in me. And all of a sudden, it just, it was a transcendent experience. And I do write about all of these experiences in great detail in my book, Hearing the Angels Sing. But that's how it came to me. I heard the angels' music in the silence of the canyons. Ultimately, I was taken up into the light. I I could perceive that there were angels around me, and, and all of a sudden, as I focused, they became clear, and I could see them, and then they could see me, and we developed a telepathic connection so we could communicate to each other. It was mind-blowing. It was like so out of this world that I actually thought maybe I was losing my mind because I had no reference for angels, really, up until that time, and all of a sudden, they appeared my awareness and were letting me know they were there and then they communicated to me as messengers like they're often depicted as messengers they brought me the answer to my prayers because as i was hiking the canyons t i was asking you know spirit great spirit god who am i why am i here what's my mission i i was i was like you know that feeling maybe some of you are listening, i want my mission I want it now. Why am I here? You know, show me. I want it to be revealed. And I was just really there's that old saying, knock and the door shall be opened. You know, and mm. I was knocking hard on the heaven's door. And then the angels appeared and they gave me the message that my mission was to channel, was to play the harp and channel the angels' music that I was experiencing and bring that to Earth at this time of the great awakening of the dawning of the golden age and the ascension into a new dimension of being the next evolutionary step of humankind that music and the harmonics of sound and light will play a very important part for this uh you know global quantum leap uh and this so certainly done that. To humanity.
1: You've certainly done that in your well, book, Hearing the Angels Sing, as well as your CD. I mean, the music is unbelievable. Now, I've never been out to Sedona. I've heard a lot about it. Um, I can only equate what you're saying to as being in the Northeast. I'm from, originally from Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and I now live in New Jersey. But when there's a snowstorm at night, and specifically mm-hmm. at night, and you walk outside and you listen to the sound of the silence, it is beautiful. Mm-hmm just hear it, you, you could, you, sure you can hear the snow falling, but if you listen really mm-hmm. hard, if you just stand there and listen and get into it, it, you can hear the sound of the silence, and it is a beautiful sound, and I oftentimes think it's very um, heavenly and moving and etheric, and I love it, so I can kind of understand what you're saying when you're out there doing that, but I wanted to ask you, you know, when you start your book, you started it in an extremely, extremely intriguing way. Your first sentence reads, I have a vague memory of being in the heavenly bliss and celestial light of the angels during the time. And this is where the reader gets drawn in shortly before Mm -hmm. my birth. So I read that sentence, then I read it again, and then I read it a third time before I decided I thought (laughs) I read it correctly, which I did. But what Mm -hmm. followed was it was traumatic, and it probably is for all babies, I'm guessing, but most of us. And by most of us, I do mean 99.99999% of humans do not remember our birth, let alone our pre-birth existence. But you do. Mm -hmm. So when did you first realize that memory? Who did you tell? And were you aware it was unique to you?
2: Well, it wasn't like a memory I carried all through my life. I think it was a memory that came to me later in life, especially when I was doing a lot of deep You know, deep spiritual work, deep inner work, remembering who I am, trying to remember my spiritual ancestral heritage, where I came from. And and things were also revealed to me, you know, when I met the angels and they came into my life and I went on many journeys with them and they showed me a lot of things. And that's that's when they showed me this. I saw that. And because my birth was kind of traumatic, they had to use forceps to get me out because my mother had opted, bless her soul, um, had opted to do what a lot of women did back then was to take the twilight sleep so that mm. they wouldn't even have to really be there. You know, they'd wake up and they'd have a baby in their arms, right? you know, it was like that's how they did it in the 50s and 60s. Uh, in the modern age of the 50s, you know, and uh, just make, trying anyway, but, of course, when a mother is kind of asleep, unconscious, she can't really push, so, um, they had to pull me out, and, you know, so, as I was doing a lot of my kind of cellular clearing work, the deep healing, clearing deep patterns, healing my inner child, contacting my inner child, and, and seeing what what my inner child was telling me. And all these things came to light and came kind of percolating up from the subconscious during meditation, during, in dreams and visions, it, it all came back. It was revealed to me so that I could remember who I was and why I came.
1: Wow. You know, many people are seeking spirituality at some point in their life, but it, it seems to me having that vivid, a memory so profoundly and perhaps even i don't know do i dare say even with a bit of grief from the loss of the existence of what was and then seeking your your own spiritual essence in the way that you have you know first and foremost making it a priority for yourself and from there knowing all that you have accomplished and truly assisting humanity through exploring sacred geometry and the harmonics of sound and light, the mystery of the crop circles, the evolution of DNA, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you've done so much in really a relatively short period of time. It seems to me that those memories are not just an influence, but whether you, you have them consciously or not, they were the reason for your life journey. Are they not?
2: Well, yes. And I I think for me, it's just the journey this life has been about remembering who I am because all the gifts that I have, like with my stained glass that's so unique from other glass artists, the the way that I inlay crystals and gemstones into my glass Mm -hmm. work, it's very different. It always has been. And then with the advent of my music, um, it always was like uh remember these came from the past these these were not new things because when they came to me there was this deep remembrance and familiarity with these things like i just intuitively knew how to do it that's why like when i started playing the harp within just a matter of weeks of playing I was composing little songs and melodies were coming through and my hands were just moving really on the strings by themselves the more that I I let go and trusted and allowed the energy to move through me uh, then my gifts came back to me and you know this is this is how it was shown to me this is why I was always told to, you know, do the clearing work, go deep into meditation, raise your vibration, and as as in any way that you can, and that it, you will be given, these things will be given back to you kind of like a bestowal upon me, like it was like a heavenly bestowal, like an anointing, here you are, here is your gift back that you've carried with you for many lifetimes, because I play you know, the, I play the Irish harp, the Celtic harp, and I'm half Irish, and my, my cousins mm-hmm. still live in Dublin, and they're a very famous musical family, the musical Hugheses. My mother was 100% Irish, so, you know, and here I am, the American cousin, playing the, the Celtic harp over here, you know, And mm-hmm. and so this has been a major quest for me, just to remember the story of my soul like it is. For all of us, this is like uh, the hero's journey that Joseph Campbell talked about. It's you have to dive deep, you know. You have to – the answer is always within. It's always within. For fulfillment, inner peace, uh, you have to go inside. It's not about attaining anything on the external world because that's always so transient and ever-changing. But there's something deep inside of us where, you know, you have to turn within. And and this is where the golden nuggets, the gold ring is found when you can take that time. I, I once heard the, a very famous quote. I can't remember who it was, but this person had said that, uh, you know, all of man's troubles stem from his inability to sit in a room silently by himself, mm. you know, and this is difficult for a lot of people, you know, because – so this, but this is where the, the gold is found. There's that other saying, you know, um, silence is golden, you know. So yes. when you go inside and sit in silence for an extended period of time, then the golden light will come, and within it you can receive your spiritual gifts.
1: And you certainly have. I mean, between the book, telling the story to everyone, and really putting yourself out there in detail – And then the music, all of the CDs that you have. But the other thing is, when I looked at your site, if I remember correctly, I saw probably, I don't know, like maybe 20 different pieces of artwork that you created that Mm -hmm. they all look like stained Mm -hmm. glass. They're gorgeous. And, you know you're an artist on so many different levels. There's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's just crazy how many different levels there are. It kind, they kind of each look like a kaleidoscope when you're turning one of those things and you see right. the different, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. And did you play your music when you were doing that or do you just channel the angels and say, okay, help me with the art now, help me with the stained glass now, or uh, how, how do you do that? Because that's incredible as mm-hmm. well.
2: Well, there's a whole story that goes along with, you're referring to my current uh, artistic work that I'm doing, which is called Crystal Alchemy Portals of Light. And these are my kaleidoscopic mandalas that I've been doing since about 2012, or 2014 actually is when it began. I came back to Sedona in 2012. i have living here now for the fifth time, but I came back with my young son and his mother in the year 2012. and And shortly after I arrived, I set up my stained glass studio. <laughs> And I began making glass again. Uh, it had been many years since I had done glass, but I finally had the right house with a with an art studio where I could set up my glass studio again. And I, and I made a beautiful stained glass window that I'm looking at right now. I'm sitting in my living room looking at it. It's mm-hmm. kind of a diamond shape, but it has four quartz crystal pyramids around a, oh. crystal, a quartz crystal in the center. And after I made it, I hung this, window in in my home and it was about this time of year in in the fall heading into winter and the sun was low in the sky and the sun would shine through this stained glass window and this beautiful rainbow light was all of a sudden shining out from the quartz crystals in this window and projecting on the wall the most amazing rainbow angel I had ever seen. And I have wow. photographs of this whole phenomena when it occurred. And right before this happened, my angels told me to create a shrine and altar space in the living room that we had this kind of modern home with 20 foot tall ceilings in the living room and these built in kind of high book cases. And so I hung a, following their guidance, I hung a four foot gold plated pyramid on a, On a kind of a nylon string floating in the air with quartz crystals hanging in the center of it. Then down below it was kind of uh, some crystals and things and a beautiful kind of an altar. So I created that and then I hung the window and all of a sudden this rainbow angel appeared and it appeared right under the pyramid above the altar that I had created. And then it moved across the wall and all of a sudden, I started receiving all this information coming from the angels about it. And they told, they showed me, they said, you're going to make some art. They showed me pictures of me creating art on canvas. And I had never done this before. And I thought maybe they wanted me to start painting. So I tried that. Mm. I got some canvases and paint some brushes, and I, I tried to paint, but no, that wasn't because I've always done geometrical mandalas. That's my thing. So I started painting yep. them with brushes and paint on canvases, but that didn't feel right, and then I started playing with different things. I give a whole uh, presentation about this, but ultimately what happened was through this whole experience, the angels showed me a way to photograph in glass windows with a special kaleidoscopic effect and process them in my computer to create these luminous, multi-dimensional holographic images called Crystal Alchemy Portals of Light. And I embellish these pieces with crystal and gemstone power powders all over them they're just these sparkling pieces with crystal chips and fragments and powder all over them they sparkle in the sunlight and they're actually hanging in in two of the main galleries here in Sedona now and they're very popular I have a lot of people come to my home I have a home gallery space so so and the angels told me that these images that you're referring to are they're kind of they're holographic when you look at them you can see the angels in them you can see ascended masters. You can see ETs and galactic beings and all these different celestial beings are appearing in these pieces. It's quite extraordinary phenomena around the art, and it really ties in with the sound. The angels told me this art is kind of a visual representation of the, the music sound. that creating. They all creating. Oh, together. I
1: believe it. Yeah, I believe Mm -hmm. it. They are. There was one I looked at. I almost thought I saw like I don't know how to say this. A flying saucer, I guess. It was. It was a purpley pink and blue, and there was a white like disc in it. And I thought these were actual stained glass. Knowing that they're Uh not, though, and as phenomenal as they look online, they must be incredible in person. I mean, it's just got to be. Certainly are. Yeah, I'm sure they are. You need to come over. Oh, I would love to come and see them sometime. Yeah. I mean, because they're just, I mean, they were like five or six when we said, I want to buy that one and that one. I'm like, there's no pricing on these. (laughs) You're not selling
0: me. (laughs) Right.
1: i was like, that's too bad. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh Well, right right now we're going to take a short break for our Soji share this week.
0: It's time for that.
1: We're sharing stories about kids from all over this planet who are not just filled with hope. But they are motivated, they are creative, focused, passionate, and they want to make a difference in this world. And our goal Mm -hmm. at SojiKids.org is to spread joy, hence our name SOJI, which is an acronym for sharing our joy intentionally. And this week, our SOJI share is a young woman named Alex Scott, a young girl named Alex Scott. Alex was diagnosed with cancer just before her first birthday. And yes, I did indeed say her first birthday. And then when she was four, she decided she wanted to raise money so that doctors could help other kids the way they helped her. And she was already familiar with the quote, you know, when life hands you lemons, make lemonade. Only she took it really literally. And she told her mom she wanted to open her first lemonade stand to get things started. So her parents did approve that, and Alex recruited her brother, and together they collected $2,000 from a lemonade stand. I mean, that is Mm -hmm. so extremely impressive. By the time Mm -hmm. this young girl turned eight, they had raised more than $1 million to help find a cure for cancer. Unfortunately, Alex, I know, isn't that crazy? And unfortunately, Alex lost her battle with cancer that same year at the very young age of Mm. eight. However, Alex's parents continued the crucial work she started. And they established what is now known as Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. Since that Mm. time, they've raised more than, this is going to blow everybody away, $250 million for childhood cancer. And they've funded over 1,000 research projects that have saved the lives of kids fighting cancer with no remaining treatment options. Now, this little Mm. girl, Alex Scott in my mind, is truly an angel now, and she was indeed an angel on earth. Her parents followed her guidance. They listened to her and her angels, and because they did, this challenging and very much troubled world that we are living in is receiving immense benefits from the efforts of Alex. So you can't tell Mm -hmm. me she wasn't an angel in disguise. She was, and through her parents Mm -hmm. and her brother, she continues to be an angel improving the lives of children affected by cancer. And I know that Mm. while this story is not an all around feel good story, it does validate that angels are here walking among us and they take many, many different forms. And in this case, it was a child giving of herself, selflessly serving others. You know, we have so much to learn from our children, especially those who do great things for others and things that cause positive, impactful ripples, even well after they leave this earth. So this week, our Soji share goes to Alex Scott, and we are so very grateful to her and wish her family and her foundation well because of everything that they're doing for young children. That's our Soji share for this week, and, uh, you know, she's our little angel this week, and I thought it was appropriate to bring that to the forefront because of the book,
0: mm-hmm. Hearing the
1: Angels Thing. You know, her parents heard her sing and they decided to just go on with her story. So I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was very apropos to fit with this show. <laughs>
2: I think it was. Very good choice, T.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're back with Peter now. Peter Sterling, author of Hearing the Angels Sing, A True Story of Angelic Assistance. And you can learn more about Peter at his website, harpmagic.com. That's H A R P. M-A-G-I-C dot com. So please go ahead and write that down and then, you know, be sure to check it out after the show. So we were talking about, before we went to the Soji Share, we were talking about the angels and different experiences you've had in pre-birth and birth memories and the effect those memories may have had on your life journey. Now let's get into the angels themselves. This is my favorite part. (laughs) We talked about your artwork, which I'm sure, you know, the angels have guided you through everything that you're doing. You're an artist on so many levels, as I said. It's, you know, I, I don't know a lot of people who can play music, do the sound healing work that you're doing, do the stained glass work, and then turn it into photography and add all the pieces of, you know, mm-hmm. crystals that you do, which means so much. A lot of people don't understand that crystals actually do have healing powers of their own, but they do. Oh, yeah. So, sure. yeah, I mean, you're doing all of this. You're mm-hmm. you're like a person I think is doing absolutely what your purpose was meant to do on this planet while the rest of us are saying, hey, am I supposed to do what I'm doing? Because I'm not so sure, you know. Um, but when we right. talk about angels, and as I said, this is my favorite part, I believe We all have encounters with angels on pretty much a regular basis, but most of us are not aware of their Mm -hmm. guidance or the fact that we can ask for guidance. So Mm -hmm. as I strive to be aware throughout my life and recognize and then acknowledge them for their guidance and thank Mm -hmm. them, I also call them frequently. But your encounters with angels are so far beyond what I believe may be normal for the rest of us. And I don't want to give too much away about the book, but could you share a couple of your angelic or angel encounters with us so that people can get an idea of just how impactful it is outside of telling you your purpose, but other types of angel encounters you've had. Be
0: like,
2: like, what is their, what's the other purpose of them to be with us other than leading us down our life's path?
1: Or yeah, like when we call on them, like, for instance, um mm-hmm. I remember once I was in a car accident, and right. my car went, flipped over a mountain, landed on the top of uh-huh. birch trees, 35 down oh, wow. my, um, feet down a, mo- uh, a mountain. I was brought up uh-huh. on top of the mountain, and there was a woman there who was wearing moccasins and a, you know, the full regalia of an an American Indian outfit. And she told me to just sit in the truck that was that that I was standing next to and just be quiet and everything would be okay. And when the guy came and was driving me away, I said, I want to thank that woman. He said, what woman? I explained it to him. He said, are you sure you're all right? You didn't hit your head. There is no one dressed here like that. It's the middle of winter. It was like January 16th. And I said, no, really, this woman. (laughs) And and he just kept looking at me like I was out of my mind. And I really believe yes. that that was an angel guide that was helping me. Yeah. I, I truly do yes. believe that. Nobody can take that away from me. Uh,
2: right. <laughs> so I mean,
1: some stuff like that, that is normal for other people.
2: Well, angels are amazing because they can, from the higher dimensions of which they live, they can penetrate into our dimension here and affect physical change. So, Your story is very common. Uh, My fiancee who I was with uh, that I speak about in my book, uh, her name is Amber in the book. And she had a near before when I met her, she had just six months before had a near death experience when she fell asleep at the wheel of her car Mm -hmm. on the interstate in South Carolina going 75 miles an hour. And Ooh. she crossed over the center medium and slammed into the guardrail and spun around. And, you know, she didn't flip, but she survived. The car was total. And I guess, you know, she tells the story that there was somebody there who came to her assistance and calmed her and, and helped her. And then, you know, then the, the, the police and ambulance came and they got her out and this person just disappeared. Like, like she swore mm-hmm. it must've been an angel that helped her. My friend, Terry Lynn Taylor, who wrote, many books on angels so she, she tells the story of when she was young and was driving crazy on the freeway lost control of the family station wagon when she was a teenager but something took control of the wheel and hit the brake and like saved her life and it was, it was something supernatural that occurred and then the angels appeared to her and she ended up dedicating her life to them and wrote many books um, so yeah they can do that it's just amazing now you know when i first connected with the angels and they told me they wanted me to play the harp and channel their music uh, I, I as I said I, I thought maybe I was like going cuckoo Uh it was so <laughs> kind of otherworldly and I didn't know what to make out of it because uh, I hadn't had an experience like this but the angels are always with us and they were always encouraging me and giving me signs so that I would know that they were real. And one of my favorite experiences, T, was, you know, when this was all unfolding for me and this one night, I was living in my van, but this one night I decided, you know, I'm going to park out here in the canyons. I'm going to just walk out a little bit and pitch a tent out in the forest, which I did. And when I got up in the morning and there was nobody around, and this was not on a common trail. This was like just off on a random place in in the woods here. And I got up in the morning, I unzipped my my tent, and I kind of stood there in the morning sun, stretching and yawning, and all of a sudden, something guided me to look down at my bare feet and the sandy earth, and there was something shining right next to my foot, and I I reached down and picked it up and dusted off, and lo and behold, it was a little angel charm, like a cherub angel that was a sterling silver that would be on a necklace, you know, on a little chain.
0: And here it was
2: like right on top of the sand by my foot in the most random place out in the forest. I mean, how could that happen? And that was just like the angels showing me we're here, we're here. And I still have this little sterling silver angel charm in my little treasure box. And I've had it for 30 years and someday I'll pass it on to my son. But um, that is, that's how the angels work with us. When you start to tune into their frequency because they exist in a higher frequency, and they the way we communicate to them is with our heart. They really respond mm-hmm. to our heart frequency, the frequency of love. And so you have to open your heart. You have to be sincere. You know, there's that old saying: if you want to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you have to become as an inner. You have to become as a child again. So you have to kind of open up your mind, release any judgment. Like you really think you know what life's all about with our limited mm-hmm. perspective. You drop all that, open up to the wonders of God and the universe. That's why healing the inner child is so important because the, the inner child is, uh, you know, has this incredible imagination. And that's part of how we access the angelic realms in the higher planes is through our imagination, you know, and we were all had this capability as children, we were all seeing into other dimensions and seeing fairies and angels and that imaginary friends that were so real to us, right? But our parents said, oh, stop that, make believe. That's make believe. That's nonsense. You know, get, get real, get here with us, you know, and they, they shut us down. And then we have to go through this whole process in our healing to reawaken all of that stuff again so that we can have access to the heavenly realms. And that's how we're going to make the shift. Collectively, is that this this kind of uh, the veils are thinning, and we can collectively, in a unified state, is to 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 access together for humanity. But individually, you know, you have to, you know, let go of your judgments of yourself and everybody else and life in general, and be open. Open your mind. You have to open your mind, open your heart, and you can call to your angels. They they respond. I, people often ask me. See, how do you connect with angels you know and and one of the ways i love to do that and i share this a lot and this is how the angels this is what i did and this is one of the things that i did but uh you listen to my music if you have it it really enhances the experience so i'll tell people put on one of my cds or play my music especially like My album, The Angel's Gift, or Out of the Blue, one of my soft ones, or most recently, Sanctuary of Light, which is very soft and ethereal, and you put that on in a low volume, and even if you don't have that, when you're laying in bed at night, especially, you're in your dark room, and you're just kind of drifting off, and you just open your heart, and you just just call them, like, angels, angels, come to me. And you just say it with a sincere heart. You can even sing to them because they love that, right? And then you look out into the dark room, and you don't look with hard eyes. You look softly out into the space, probably about maybe five or six feet in front of you, 10 feet out in the middle of the room, and you open up your peripheral vision, right? And you soften your vision, and you let your vision open up peripherally. And then what, what I saw was I start to see, and maybe your listeners can relate, that you'll start to see these little sparks of light out of the corner of your eye. Right. And, and you just, you just let that happen. And before you know it, you can see like trailers in front of you flying around in front of you. And, and that's how, that's one of the techniques I use. I have many people that would just put on my music softly, lay there maybe with a candle and just say your prayer and ask them to come to you. And then you just open to receive and you just look out and you just you be on the hunt for them now and all of a sudden they magically appear in in the most unusual places and and but they will come to you you know we all have what i believe and what in angelology and you know it's it's very well common belief that most of us have at least one angel with us all the time like what we're just known as the guardian angel and it's with us from the time of our birth and to the time we die that's what they do and and, you know, one of the angels' missions, from what my understanding, is rather than not just to keep us safe from tragedy, which they often do if they can, uh, and they'll intervene on our behalf. But, but their main goal is to help us to access this higher state of awareness where we can receive directly our divine guidance from our higher self. From our Christ self or from our higher spiritual self that is connected to all that is. And if you can, if you can open up this circuit of communication of intuitive guidance, especially now, as you were saying, now more than ever, it's so important with this crazy world of ours spinning out of control we don't even know what the truth is anymore you know like Mm -hmm. it's all just so weird in our culture and in our society and there's so much division and and so many people and and elements pulling on us in all different directions that we really need to anchor the light within each of us and call on a higher power call on source that higher light and that divine love to come into our life and to help guide us, because if you're just operating purely on a mental state to make choices, that doesn't always go right. But but right. now more than ever, during these crazy times, to call on your angels, to call on your, your higher intuitive divine guidance, I think it's super important. And, and this is what I've been doing, and I, I teach people and help people to get connected to this.
1: Yeah, and use your intuition and go with that rather than your – it's not always about logic. Sometimes it's your intuition, and it's just listening to that and knowing that you're receiving the guidance. Because you know when you're receiving angelic guidance – I do anyway. I feel it right away. I know that, okay, this is something I, I need to do you know, or not do, (laughs) you know, don't leave now, wait a while until you feel like you should leave or whatever. Don't take that road, take another road, really feel into it. But I also call on angels for the the ridiculous things, you know, the stupid things like, you know, I I, I had these candles that had these stickers on them and I had to take, it was a hundred candles and I needed to get the stickers off of the candles and they weren't coming off easily. And I'm like, okay, sticker angel, where are you? You on vacation? I'm not on vacation. I need help here. And Right after I said that, the stickers just started coming off. And I was like, oh, yay, thank you so much, you know. And I think that when you acknowledge and you thank them, they're they're willing to to help you a whole lot more, (laughs) you know. Uh, Uh, And I also find, yeah, when you – and it's not always for yourself. You know, for instance, with you, do you receive or perhaps ask for guidance about things outside of yourself? For instance, do you receive visions or hear guidance about – events before they happen, whether it has to do with your own life, someone else's life, or even if it's an event on the national or global scale?
2: Well, I'm so glad you asked that question, because yes, that does happen, and it actually recently happened in a very powerful way this year. I'll tell you the story. Uh, I'll tell you the story quickly. It was last spring, and I was I was having these weekly get-togethers with a guitarist friend of mine, who we've been playing together for 25 years. He plays on several of my albums. We just said, "Hey, let's let's just get together
3: every Tuesday
2: afternoon, you know, at noon, play for an hour or or two, and just jam out." We'd invite people over. But this one time, uh, he and I were just sitting here improvising, and we just jam, you know, and. And we love to improvise on the harp and the guitar. And that's how I I compose a lot of my music. It all comes through improvisation. And and, um, this one afternoon, we were sitting here playing. And all of a sudden, this melody came into the harp. And it was so captivating and so evocative. And we both looked at each other like, ooh, wow, that is beautiful. And I just kept (laughs) playing it. And it was like a song just dropped in from start to finish and it was so strong. We were like, okay, let's hit the record button. Let's do a Facebook Live. This is great. Let's share this with everybody. So, I hit the record button and I played this song and after it was over, we both looked at each other and we said, "Wow, this this feels like Eastern Europe and it and it feels like during the war. Oh
1: god. And yep. it's,
2: it's winter time and it's there's a lot of people that are cold and we felt this kind of suffering. And it was like, wow, we were both talking about it. It's on my Facebook Live. We were describing the vision that came with this song. It was so real and tangible and palpable. And and after, you know, I played it, my angel said, you need to go into your recording studio here and record the song immediately. And I'm like, okay. And so I did. Within days, I was in the studio recording this melody that came through. And as I was recording it, and working on it, and I, I had my friend Fitz play guitar, and I got uh, some other, I, you know, I was layering and orchestrating it. And as I was working on it, all of a sudden, the Ukraine war broke out. Yep. And I realized at that moment, I was like, oh, this wasn't a memory from the past. This, this yeah. song came as a premonition of something that was coming in the future. And then all yep. of a sudden, I was watching as we all were, the horrific images on our TV of the millions of refugees fleeing the country and walking for hundreds of miles, you know, through the countryside, men, women, and children and the elderly. And, oh, it just ripped at my heart. And uh, being a father of a young child, I could only imagine what that experience was like. I was imagining, what if bombs started to fall here in our peaceful Sedona? What would I do as a father to protect my son and my family here you know i was going through all this stuff and i was not sleeping like a lot of us were not sleeping it was so disturbing and and then the they, the, the angel showed me this whole vision for the song to make a music video this showed me a story so i wrote a storyline and then i hired a an animator who lives in slovenia a young 25 year old award winning animator who did a beautiful original work from start to finish, five minutes long of a colored hand-drawn animation that tells the story. The main character is a 12-year-old girl who lives in the rural countryside of Ukraine, and it shows her carefree childhood memories of playing with her little brother on the swings and in the countryside. And then the other two characters are these young 20-something Lover is on the hillside overlooking the skyline of Kiev and it shows the building of the beautiful architecture of Kiev. And then the final uh, characters is an elderly couple and you see them walking through the countryside and they these, these characters, their stories all intersect. And then it shows the tanks rolling in and, and uh, the,
3: some sorrow and
2: different things. It's called the long, cold winter. And when it was done, you know how life is so synchronistic that mm-hmm. you know I finished music video and within days of finishing it and publishing it on YouTube, my phone rang and who was on the other end? It was a, a young Ukrainian woman who who was coming to Sedona and she saw she wanted me to take her on a tour. It turned out. She came to my house. She was like 25, a beautiful from Kiev, and she was like a ballerina and classically trained on piano and gorgeous. And and uh, she came to my home, and I showed her my, my music video. She was like one of the first people to see it. And mm. she got up, and she had tears in her eyes, and she hugged me. And she thanked me for making that because her brother and father were still in Ukraine, in Kiev, helping with the uh-huh. war. Episode. And she just looked at me, shaking her head with tears rolling down her face. And she said, this has to stop. It has to stop. And and it was just really synchronistic. So then my angel said, you you should release this in film festivals around the world, which I did. Uh, and uh, I've won about 10 awards all over the oh, world. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. Oh, my goodness. Video. Yeah. I won I recently won the Los Angeles Cinematography Award for best music video. I I've been winning in Paris, Milan, New York. You need to update uh, your
1: website. This is not on your website, you know.
2: <laughs> it is not on the
1: website right.
2: <laughs> I have to put it on the website. Uh You do. But uh it's incredible this and it's in the Grammy Awards. You know, I'll find out if it's got oh a nomination goodness. here coming on November 15th, but it's just been amazing and this is how the angels work. They got Every major project I do is guided by this higher power that is here to assist humanity in awakening right now and and bringing the healing to planet earth so
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, congratulations for all of that. That is incredible. That is, you know, and the other thing is when with all that's going on in the world, if you're listening to any one of your CDs, any one of them, anyone, you know, Mm. would would help relax someone release the overwhelm and bring us into a a state of heart coherence, because you do automatically go Mm -hmm. into your heart with your music.
0: And when your heart is engaged
1: with your brain in such a way that they're in sync, you are in heart coherence. And that Scientifically proven, relaxes you, reduces PTSD, it reduces yep. overwhelm, anxiety goes away. So I'm, I'm going to urge listeners to, you know, read the book. What? The book comes with a CD. It comes with a CD, yeah. people. Hearing the Angels Sings comes yeah. with a CD of his most beloved music, Hearing that the is. Angels Sing. You don't get a better deal than yeah. that. And instead of taking a pill face. or going to the doctor or suffering through your life, it's really a good way to – got to read the book, though. You have to read the book. There's so yeah. much in it that you have to read yeah. and, and listen to the CD. And I think that's a, a really great way for people to – Calm what's going down in in within themselves right now with all the energy that's going on in the world. And wow, congratulations to you on those awards! This is the You really need to update your website, Peter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will. Thank you. That wasn't you in there. Little... I would
1: have said it. I check out people's websites. Oh my goodness! I know. Unfortunately, we <laughs> on the website. <laughs> We're almost out of time, but before we go, I know I've mentioned the website a couple of times. Please tell our listeners how they may learn more about you, your work, as well as your workshops, and where they can purchase your book, Hearing the Angels Sing, yeah. A True Story of Angelic Assistance. Thank you. Yeah, please come to Harp Magic,
2: harpmagic. All of my social media links there so you can follow me on Instagram. You can also like my fan page for my music, Harp uh, magic or Peter Sterling music on Facebook. And I post a lot of stuff there all the time. You can also sign up for my newsletter there, which I send out uh, on occasion, uh, updating uh, exciting things that are happening. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. If you want to send me a message, if you have any kind of, if anybody has a question, a burning question uh, in their life, or as a question for me about anything, please don't hesitate to reach out and message me through any of those avenues.
1: Oh, well, that's great. And I am going to put you on the spot. That newsletter should contain information about the recent awards he's won.
2: <laughs> it does.
1: I have sent it out once and I need to send it out again. Yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Peter. Oh, my goodness. It's been such a pleasure having you on with us this evening. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's been great
2: to speak with you, Steve. Thank you for for bringing me here and, and introducing me to all your friends here on your, on your show here on Talk. Oh,
1: you are more than welcome. Okay, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on From the Heart Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a most challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So please share the good news by sending this link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at From the Heart Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is P Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show hear it from the heart radio please also check out soji huggles children's foundation where every dollar of every donation directly supports children in need hundred percent we're run solely by volunteers there are no salaries no stipends no compensation of any kind to anyone every penny goes toward underprivileged children and right now we're helping subsidize the cost of mental health sessions for children who not, might not otherwise receive this much-needed therapy if you do not have strong mental health, you cannot learn to live well at all. It is vitally important. All children deserve a fair chance for a good life. That's all children. And that starts with mental health. Children need help, and together we can provide them the help they need. So please consider donating to SojiKids.org. Your donation makes a difference. Every single dollar matters. If you'd like to sponsor a child, please visit SoGKids.org to learn how. At Soji Huggles, we are investing in a brighter tomorrow by giving them a better today. So thank you for taking time to visit our website, sojikids.org. Please follow us on Twitter at Soji Huggles. And while you're in your social media accounts, please be sure to like us on Facebook, Soji Huggles Children's Foundation. We shall leave you with our From the Heart Radio Thought for the Week from Hebrews 13.2. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. I am your host, T. Love, here at From the Heart Radio, intending you and yours a most enjoyable week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
0: I got a warm place to sleep So that's how I only count in gifts Instead of counting sheep I got a heart that can hold up I got a mind And I remember how I feel